0: Chaos and Christ Podcast. Chaos and Christ Podcast. We honor Christ. Lift heavy weights, act like men, and resist tyranny. And now your host, Alexi Felix. Welcome back to Chaos and Christ. It's a pleasure to have you hang out with me today. We're going to try to wrap up. I'm going to do the best I can. Starting at verse 12 And pretty much trying to finish this out I don't want to drag this out too long But I definitely want to finish this I hope everybody's fine I hope you guys are doing well And I hope the last two episodes have served you And this episode I actually am not recording this For any snippet and reels For Instagram Because honestly The time factor Is not on my side I have a date today with my little girl to hang out. We're going to have some ice cream, we're going to hang out, and I'm just going to be a dad. But I have a commitment to do this and to bring to you this content that I feel called to do. And I hope it is encouraging you and it's drawing you to Christ in the midst of chaos. So, we are going to pick up back in Psalms 55 And we're going to start in verse 12. I'm going to read it all down. And I'm going to try to give like a bird's eye view and then touch on the things that are important and hopefully drive this home with the help of the Lord. Starting in verse 12 of Psalms 55, for it is not an enemy who taunts me. Then I could bear it. It is not an adversary who deals insolently with me. Then I could hide from him. But it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. We used to take sweet counsel together. Within God's house we walked in the throng. Let death steal over them. Let them go down to Sheol alive. For evil is in their dwelling place and in their heart. But I call to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. He redeems my soul in safety from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. God will give ear and humble them, he who is enthroned from of old, because they do not change and do not fear God. My companion stretched out his hands against his friends. He violated his covenant. His speech was smooth as butter, yet war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet there they were drawn swords. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you, and he will never permit the righteous to be moved. But you, O God, will cast them down into the pit of destruction." Men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. That is the word of the Lord. We looked at the beginning of this in the first episode and the second. You see that there's a prayer di- taking place. He's begging God to hear his prayer and not hide from his plea of mercy, right? You sense that there was despair in this writing and he was complaining and he was really feeling it and he even says it so himself back in verse two i am restless in my complaint and i moan and why because there were enemies that were i guess taunting him that were oppressing and they were drawing trouble upon him because there was a a sort of grudge against him And his heart was in anguish. He was in despair. He was afraid of death. And in that disparity, he he begins to just cry out to God for his justice, to destroy them, to create confusions even amongst themselves as he did to Babel in the tower, to divide their tongues, right? Because they see violence and and there's strife in the city, and they do this day in and day out. There's just wickedness and trouble within the city. And there's oppression, there's fraud, and it's within the marketplace. But when we pick up in verse 12, what we get is an even more deeper sense of what David is going through. It's a sense of betrayal. It's a wound that is deep because it comes from someone he knows. So it's not an enemy who taunts him that is just foreign, right? Who has just come across and declared war because David says he could bear that. He can understand that. And if anything, let's go. Game on. It is what it is. David is no stranger to war and to battles, to conquering enemies. He's not a stranger to that. And so when you read the first beginning of the passages in Psalms, you really have to wonder... What is he so afraid of? David, this guy who slays Goliath even when he was at his youngest, probably, with the help of God, he's so fearful and angry and complaining, wanting the justice of God to come to his aid. But then verse 12 really just paints the picture in full, doesn't it? It's not an enemy, it's not an adversary. But then he gets specific and he says, but it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend, companion. When you think of the word companion, it's to partake with one another, to do life with each other, probably invite them over to dinners with your family and vice versa. You guys helped each other move. You worked alongside one another. You grew up together in the same neighborhood. Obviously, I'm trying to relate this on a personal level to us today. But David has this sense of there was a companionship and it was a familiarity. This was a friend. In verse 14, he says, we used to take sweet counsel together. Counsel. Within God's house, we walked in the throng. There was conversation pouring out with one another. Maybe deep secrets, maybe guidance and help and prayer, counsel, sweet counsel together. That is the bonds of friendship, right? That is how friendship is built. You go through things together, and then you share with one another each one's wisdoms, thoughts, advice, opinions, even challenges. That strengthens the relationship. And so you can sense the weight of this in verse 13 and 14, just the angst and feeling like I'm hurt. I'm personally hurt. I feel like my friend just betrayed me. And in fact, maybe you actually had a friend that betrayed you. Maybe you are dealing with this confusion of feeling betrayed. And in that betrayal, they're not only just have turned their backs on you and possibly slandered you, but now they're after you in some way or form. Maybe your position all right, maybe whatever. I'm sure you would know. Verse 15 then tells us, let death steal over them. And this is some strong language here. Let them go down to shield alive. It's almost like saying, let them be buried alive. I want them to know it, it, there's a, a sense of anger there. I was watching a show called Vikings and it, I think in the third or fourth season, Ragnar, who has just discovered that his brother, yet again, for the second time, has betrayed him. The first time around, he fought for him to save him, to be forgiven, and to basically restore him to his people, to his aid. But Rolo, his brother, eventually did exactly what he intended to do in the first place. See, Rollo wanted to get out of the shadow of Ragnar, his brother. He wanted to have his own glory, his own path. And Ragnar was highly esteemed within his people for the conquest that he had done in England for the raids. And there was a scene where Ragnar recognizes Rollo from on top of the mountain to the opposing side, to the enemy and seeing that Rollo was the one actually leading the army against his brother. And Ragnar, after the attack starts to take place and there's, it's just a battle going on, he, out loud, screaming with agony, yells at Rollo from afar. And I don't even know if he can hear him, but he basically says, This is what you do to me. I protected you when everyone wanted you dead. And this is how you repay my love. And in a little bit under his own breath, in the midst of chaos and war, he says, you hurt me, brother. That is so painful, painful. And this is kind of what I'm getting from David here. When he tells them, let them go down to Sheol alive, for evil is in their dwelling place and in their heart. And I know we've all been there at some point, point. and if you haven't been there yet, you might eventually get there, especially as you walk with Christ, especially as you go forward to do ministry or to just be a light in the midst of the world that God has placed you in, whether that's within your family, in your workplace, whatever it is that the Lord has you doing, whatever he has called you to, when you do it with intention of serving Christ, you have to know that this is coming. You have to know that betrayal is just around the corner. It happened to our Lord. It happened to him. Judas was with him. Judas saw the miracles. He saw the work. He heard the teachings. He sat under Christ. And yet, he betrayed him. This is a hard thing to deal with. And it could cause anyone to truly feel despaired. Truly become blackpilled in the sense that, You start posting memes online saying, I don't trust anyone. Do me by myself. Loneliness. That is the way to go. And you know what that really truly leads to. A bitterness within your own soul. A feeling of not able to trust anyone. And guys, there is no way we can actually move about in this life without having people that we can trust and to do life with. We can't do this alone. And the one thing I see so often, especially on social media, is this kind of this lone ranger. I don't care. I do me trust no one at all costs, no matter what mentality. And we get all these cool memes and gifts or even these reels and TikToks that are now so well, put that even I like them sometimes, if I have to be honest. And they just give you a sense of, yeah, that's that's me. I'm going to repost this on my story. But how can we do life like that? How does that give reputation to the gospel? What does that do? It just makes us like the world. And then it becomes where you are just selfish, you think nothing but yourself. I mean, What else is there? If there is no one to trust, no one to do life with, to build with, then eventually it really is just you, yourself, and I, right? It's a slippery slope. But what David does here is fantastic because that's not what he's doing. David is not being blackpilled. You can sense his pain. You can sense the anger and the anguish within his words. You can see that there is true fear there and there is a complaint within him and he is asking God for his justice. And then when you get to verse 15, you see that in that pain, he is calling for their death to come over to them, right? To just steal their lives, that they would simply be buried alive to be cast down to a place of just trash alive and that they know it. Because he can see that there is evil dwelling in their heart. But verse 16 on down to verse 19 really tells us the rest of this story. So before you get blackpilled, before that happens to you, let's read that again. But I call to God and the Lord will save me. That is an assurance. He's speaking with confidence. There's a faith Behind these words that you have to catch. But I call to God. He's not calling to himself. He's not looking within himself and saying. Alright F this. I'm doing me. He's not doing that. He's not speaking this way. He in his distress. Goes and turns to the one person. That will a- will be able to save him. God. And the Lord will save me. There is a confidence there. He will save him. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. Verse 18, he redeems my soul in safety from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. God will give ear and humble them, he who is enthroned from of old, because they do not change and do not fear God. God will give ear. He will hear us he will he, he will hear david as he's praying and he will humble his enemies he will humble the person that betrayed him when you're humbled by god it's not it's not a pretty sight when god decides to humble a people a nation a person i mean he really will humble you and the word i think has lost its meaning in our day and age to be humbled Is a sense of humiliation. It's a sense of being brought low. And when God does it, you're going to feel it. It's going to happen. 100%. And he knows this. And he places his trust in the one who is enthroned from of old. The one who has always been and always will be. And why? And why will he give ear? Why will he humble them? Why does David have so much trust? Because... He can see that they, they do not change and most importantly, do not fear God. And in fact, different places in scripture show that men hate God because they love their evil deeds. And then verse 20 goes back to that pain. My companion stretched out his hand against his friends. He violated his covenant. He broke trust. He lied to my face. Everything that we talked about and shared, he he betrayed me. His speech was smooth as butter. We all know this person, right? These people, they speak with all the right words. They, they talk about kindness and f- friendship and loyalty forever. Yet in their hearts, there is war. They have intentions. They have an agenda. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn Swords. That is a reminder. He's reminding himself there. He is acknowledging the truth. And then he then brings us back to the verse that I've been saying in this many series that I've been talking about in verse 22, he comes back and I don't know if he's encouraging himself, but I, I, I feel like he's encouraging us. He's encouraging me. Verse 22, cast your burden on the Lord, a burden. It's the weight that you carry. It is the calling on your life. It is the situation that you are in and it's yours. What we tend to feel like is that we have to carry this burden on our own. But the Lord has called us to cast it on Him. To cast our cares on Him because He cares for us. What is He going to do? He's going to sustain us. And He will never permit the righteous to be moved. We have to trust that. We have to trust that. Now, I'm talking on a personal level, but then we can even see this on a grander scale. What we see is, even now in the realm of politics, in the realm of our culture, we see a government that has given us smooth words, that has promised to protect its people, and yet they have broken covenant. They have no fear of God. War is in their heart, and they have an agenda. They have things that they're trying to do their words are softer than oil yet they were drawn swords and it can cause you to feel that betrayal and feel as if we are going to be attacked the very people that we claim are our people our leaders those that lead the way have turned their backs on us and that's another black pill moment that can happen and then we just want to have conservatism save the day But I say this to you as well. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. It's hard for us to accept and believe, but this is true in our day and age, in your own personal life and in the grand scheme of what's happening in this world, in our culture today. Yeah, they may be out there with noise of violence. Yes, maybe oppression seems to be taking place, fraud, lies, deception, propaganda, this is the chaos that we're seeing in our world today and it can cause us to feel in despair and to just cry out to God and complain and want his justice to come down but he is inviting us to cast our burdens onto him because he will sustain us and he will never let us be moved if indeed we are righteous and how are we righteous? Not with our own means, not within our own strength, but in Christ and in Christ alone. We have to place our faith in Jesus. And if you haven't done so already, I implore you, repent and turn to him. He is our righteousness. Verse 23, to round this out. But you, O God, will cast them down into the pit of destruction. Men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. See, the justice and the revenge and the vengeance and all that we tend to want to seek within our own might, with our own means, we need to bring it back to the one who can exact those very things in perfect righteousness. We can't do it within our own means because we are sinful people in and of ourselves. We fall short daily. We are not as good as we think as opposed to the person that is coming after us, as opposed to our friend that has betrayed us. Don't Paint yourself to be this hero in your story, because ultimately, outside of Christ, you are just as much the villain. And so what we do is instead of being blackpilled, instead of being in fear and in despair, take those feelings, take those complaints, and do what David here is basically showing us as an example. Cast your burden to the Lord. Give your complaints to Him. He will sustain you. And then He will remind you that the righteous will never be moved. And God will cast them down, the wickedness, the blood, the men of blood and treachery, to the pit of destruction. And you have to know that a life like that, indeed, they will not live out half their days. Now, it seems like as if they are, sometimes. But in light of eternity, in light of who God is, no. No, outside of Christ, when you die, that is the end for you, my friend. And in the light of eternity, they will not even live out half their days. And so do what David himself says, but I will trust in you. Is your trust in the Lord? Is it in the one who has promised to keep you, to not move you in the midst of it all? Do you trust the words that have been written for us as we take in Psalm 55? I find the Psalms generally to be a blessing, especially in this current time. We may be worried about what's happening in the culture and in politics and in our country, but that doesn't mean that there's also nothing else happening within your own personal lives. Betrayal happens even on a microcosm of our world. These things take place here, but God is working all things out for his good, for his glory, and for your good as well. And it all boils back down to his glory. So place your trust in the Lord. Cast that burden that you carry, that fear, that anger, that feeling of betrayal, all that is just ruminating within your head, that is laying heavy on your chest as you sleep at night, or at least try to sleep at night, leave it to the Lord, and he will sustain you. Can I say that enough? That's that's the best I got for you. That is the best I got for you because that is what scripture says. And that is all we need. So I hope that this is a blessing for you. It's been a pleasure to actually dive into this psalm. If this is something you like, it has blessed you, then go ahead and share this with someone else. It would mean a lot. Share it on your social media platforms. Leave me a review. I appreciate anyone who directly sends me a message. I mean, you have no idea how much of an encouragement that is, because otherwise, what am I doing this for? This isn't for my name. This is for the name of Christ, and that I can leave my gifts here on this earth for the, for when the time comes, He takes me. At least it's something to glorify my God. So if this is a blessing for you, please share this. Leave a rating and review. It takes a few seconds. right where you're listening to this, and whatever you decide that you want to send to me, would you consider leaving it as a review? It would mean a lot. It would allow other people To hear what I'm doing here all right thank you so much Uh, remember that in the midst of chaos Christ is there God bless if you found value then please subscribe and leave an honest rating and review and remember that in the midst of chaos Christ is there